Hello, my name is Christina Cantors and you're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed. This episode is part two of three best of episodes where I'll be giving you an overview of the main themes addressed on this podcast as well as snippets of popular episodes related to that topic. This episode is based on the topic of networking and making small talk. Let's do it. Welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rockstar confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 111 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. Christina with you here. I'm continuing this series of best of episodes where I share excerpts from my favorite and most popular podcast episodes around the key topics of this show. Last week was all about confidence and overcoming fear. This week, it's all about networking and making small talk. All links to the episodes mentioned as well as other resources will be in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash networking. Now, one of the key reasons why I address the topics of networking and and making small talk on the podcast is it's because it's, it's something that a lot of people want to do and they know they need to do it in order to advance their business or their career, but they've never learned how to do it and they just feel awkward. And I meet a lot of people who dislike the idea of networking, but It's something that they know they need to do. So maybe this is you. Maybe you don't see the point in making small talk or you freeze up when asked to introduce yourself or you simply get nervous approaching people. Just know that it's okay because we've all been there. Yes, even me, the raging extrovert. I have learned to love going to networking events. After all, you never know who you're going to meet. If you do it properly, You could find yourself potentially with a new job opportunity, a valuable connection, or hey, even an awesome new friend. Now, unfortunately, networking has gotten a bad rap due to people not being able to do it well. I've seen people push their way into a group, say, hi, I'm Mike and I do web development. Here's my card. And then walk away. And you're like, uh, what? So I've made it my mission to help talented, ambitious professionals like you to improve their conversation and networking skills. And yes, these are skills that you can learn. And yes, it will take a bit of getting out of your comfort zone, but hey, that's where the magic happens, right? So in the podcast and resources I'm about to share with you, you'll discover how to create an effective personal pitch to introduce yourself both in social and business situations. You'll learn how to enjoy networking, even if you're introverted. You'll you'll discover that you can talk to anyone in any context, and you'll learn how to get the most out of networking events too. Now, if you can implement what you learn and build these skills, you have dramatically increased self-confidence and lowered levels of stress in networking situations. You'll have the ability to introduce yourself and explain what you do with assertiveness and ease. You have the skills and the confidence to strike up conversations with anyone, which will, of course, lead to not only better conversations, but more opportunities, more clients, and more referrals. Okay, let's get to it. So the very first thing that I recommend you do when you're looking to build your skills in this area is to shift your belief about small talk. I'm going to share with you an excerpt from my Confidence Blueprint training program, which is designed to help you talk about yourself with confidence without being arrogant. 
The first lesson in the training is all about mindset, which is so important to get in the right place. And this lesson is called Fall in Love with Small Talk. Let's have a listen. I challenge you to shift your belief about small talk. Perhaps you think it's pointless and boring. Perhaps you avoid meeting new people as a result of it. And it may be the reason you dread Monday mornings. After all, who enjoys having to fake interest in your colleagues' ramblings about their weekends? As a friend once told me, I really despise small talk. Frankly, I don't care about people's weekends. I don't care about the weather. I just want to get my work done. But here's the thing. Small talk is what helps you connect with people and build rapport with them. It's not just about filling in space. Think about it. You can't just go from not knowing someone to, boom, deep and meaningful, profound conversation. It doesn't work that way. Most people aren't likely to share anything deep about themselves until they like and trust you. And so how do you get them to like and trust you? By building rapport. And how do you build rapport? By spending a bit of time with them, asking them questions, and talking about the surface-level stuff. That's right, small talk. Small talk is a way of getting to know people bit by bit, and as you learn more about them, that's how the more interesting conversations develop. Small talk is the warm-up. It's the vehicle for getting there. How to create a useful belief. When I interviewed professional speaker Chris Helder, he talked about having useful beliefs. He said that any time you catch yourself thinking negatively about yourself, for example, I'm a terrible public speaker, ask yourself, is this a useful belief? In other words, is believing that you're a terrible speaker going to help you in some way? No. In fact, you're more likely to be a terrible speaker simply because you believe that you are. So why would you think it? In the same way, is the thought, oh, I hate small talk, it's so pointless, I wish I didn't have to have these conversations, a useful belief? Absolutely not. Today, I challenge you to shift your current negative beliefs about small talk. If you believe that small talk is easy and fun and an opportunity, then it will become easy and fun. And awesome opportunities will be more likely to come out of the meaningful conversations that follow. That's an edited down version of the first lesson from the Confidence Blueprint training program. There are 14 lessons in total, each with a different challenge and both in the audiobook and ebook formats. If you want more where that came from, pick up your copy of the program. I'll put a link there in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash networking. Okay, my next tip for you is to arm yourself with great questions. Now, I mentioned professional speaker Chris Helder in that section from the Confidence Blueprint, and I'm going to share with you a part of that conversation that we had when he shares what he calls the greatest communication tool ever. That's exactly what he calls it. And the name that he, that he gives it is Ford, F-O-R-D. And you'll learn why in a moment. This is a simple tool that you can use when making small talk in any situation. Here's Chris Helder. No, it's cool. It, and, the, and the tool's called Ford. And um, I, I couldn't come up with an acronym for Holden. So I guess it's... <laughs> No, but it is, it, look, it's a lot of fun. And I talk about the fact that it covers off on the things that are most important to people in their life. So um, F stands for family, the O is occupation, and the R is uh, relax. So um, the idea is let's take that, you know, party example or that, okay. you know, fun example, you know, um, that 
small talk comes into it. The F is family. So in a family context, I might go to a family barbecue. And if I'm at the family barbecue, well, the easiest thing to start with is the kids, right? So mm-hmm. you can sort of start from that place. Um, and there you go. And if it's not, if it's not family, it's friends, right? So we can sort of tie that in. Hey, you know, I saw so and so. Have you seen them lately? And so that we just get that sort of uh, F conversation going. And then we switch ask about work or ask what they do. If I meet you for the first time, I might say, so, so what do you actually do for Christina? So tell me about these podcasts you're doing. What do you, what do you, and I'm going to go F O. And, um, I, I always say that this is the opportunity right here to use the two words, which create rapport beyond any other two words, which is sounds busy. So I said, geez, Christina, you sound busy. You sound so busy. People bu- love that, being busy, don't they? I totally love it. And it's, <laughs> it's just this, um, it's funny because I think we just associate busy with success. So instantly I'm like, yes, you know, that person said I was successful. I seem important. So it's, it, it's family, then occupation, you know, and then you're so busy. What do you like to do, you know, to get away from it all? What do you do in your free time? And I co- talk about FOR, so it's foring, right? You mm-hmm. for somebody in a family context. Yep. In a business context, the letters change because the first thing we're going to talk about is work. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask, hey, so tell me about the challenges with the team or whatever it's going to be. I'm going to go, oh, then, gee, you sound busy. So it's, then we're going to go, so what do you do in your you know, free time and then family and friends if it's appropriate? So I said, I'm not going to for you in a business context. I'm going to yep. orf you. Yep. So we're either going to for them, orf them, or if you know, we're going to start and we talk footy first and we got footy in common or whatever it is. We talk with sport or any recreation thing. Mm-hmm. Start, start with the relax, mm-hmm. and uh, then you know. Again, we make move. By the way, what do you do for work again? Geez, you sound busy. And and into family. So again, I think uh, so. We're gonna rough them, right? So we're gonna for you or if you <laughs> or rough you. Actually, you orf them. <laughs> I love it. That's Chris Helder there talking about the greatest communication tool ever. If you can remember those sim- that simple acronym, that will definitely save you in any situation that you're in. That was one of the very first conversations I had on this podcast. I believe it was episode 10. If you want to hear the whole conversation, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Again, thecmethod.com slash networking. Okay, the next snippet from an interview I'm going to share with you is one that I had with communications skills scholar, Andrew Lovick, and he's from San Diego. And this tip that I'm going to share with you that that I got from this conversation was to be the energetic person others want to talk to. Let's have a listen to Andrew Lovick. Have you ever been upset meeting a stranger who's extremely excited and has a high energy level? I don't think I can't name a person that I've met that where I was like not kind of affected by their positive energy and their excitement. So what I try and do is I try and uh, when someone kind of gives you that look and you have that kind of like two to three second weird stare when you're making eye contact, I get really excited. Either try and throw up a high five and bring just bring it, and not even give them a chance to react and say, "Oh, we haven't met yet. How are you doing? My name's Andrew." How have you been? What, what, what do you do? Tell me about yourself. I'm really excited to know. If you bring that positive energy, that excitement, that'll resonate and they'll feed off of that instead of, hi, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so which, which I, and, and, uh, by, and I did that at social media marketing world and I really just got so much positive feedback and met so many awesome people just by bringing the energy. And it's very exhausting and it's something that I would definitely practice. On, and because you don't want to come off and just like bear hug someone and be like crazy, but you know no one wants to to meet someone who's kind of a uh, very soft or negative or very uh, shy type of person. They want the 
They want the energy. They want the spark. Bring, bring it. Mm. Just go all out and just bring everything you got and, and create a positive impact and just meet this person and be excited to meet them. And they will, they will reciprocate and be excited to meet you as well. Big thanks to Andrew Lovick for sharing that with us. You know, I, f- I fully believe that energy is a choice and you can choose to be that energetic person. So I, I love that tip from him. Okay, even though you're going to be that energetic person, at the same time, it's important to manage your energy. Now, this is one for the introverts out there. I was speaking with Kat Rose from The Creative Introvert, and she was lovely. We talked about what she does in order to get put herself out there as a, as a creative freelancer and to meet people in order to get more work while also not being overwhelmed with it all. So I asked Kat what the biggest challenges were for introverts when it, came, when it comes to putting yourself out there. Here's what she said. The first place my mind would go would be networking. And I think that it just does sound like a bit of a nebulous term and often just a bit of a waste of time. Like I've definitely been to events where I've left at the break because it just didn't feel right for me. And I knew that I wasn't going to feel comfortable enough to talk to anyone. Whereas other times it's it's like an event that has nothing to do with my industry and I end up chatting to the person next to me and it's really great. I think the challenge is actually not so much going to these things, but to then manage our energy afterwards. Um, So for example, like if you were just to go at it whole hog for a week and be like, I'm just going to go to all these things the next week, next two weeks, you might just not want to do anything and your work might suffer as a result. So for me, it's, it's definitely getting that balance right. And um, one thing I've started to do is create a kind of like energy balance ledger, which is um, where I kind of like rate how um, energy draining or restorative something is. And, you know, yeah. And then so I can kind of like see in my calendar, like, okay, I've got like definitely quite a few drainy things this week. All in all, that's going to add up to, you know, 20 extrovert points or something you know you can have like a sliding scale between like plus 10 minus 10 and the plus 10 things they're going to be things like okay that night I'm totally in I'm going to be sitting and crocheting I yes I crochet but it's these little fitting those things in which I know will bring me back up to a good baseline and um, just trying to do that. And it just helps you say no, because I, I guess, especially when we're starting out in business, we're inclined to try to say yes to maybe too many things. And it, it's getting that right. And then at the same time, if I'm only doing the restorative things, I know I'm probably not pushing myself outside my comfort zone enough. Um, so to start reaching out to people a bit more in those times. I love that Kat is so proactive about actually tracking her energy levels and engaging how draining or invigorating each event would be. I think it's fantastic that she does that. Okay, I have another snippet of an interview that I I did with another introvert, Chad Bostick. Now, Chad runs a podcast called Hello Tech Pros, where he interviews technical professionals. And he is... I mean, he talks about being very introverted and shy. And something that he learned early on was to stop overanalyzing and just be cool, like Fonzie. Here's Chad. 
there's this fear that they're going to judge you, that uh, that people are going to not understand you. Um, I was I was very self-conscious about any little thing, right? Just like the way my shirt was tucked in or not tucked in, the way my hair was kind of, I had a few little hairs standing up and just like, oh, people are going to think I'm a dork, I'm a loser, I'm, a, you know. And then when I start talking, I would stutter or stammer or have, you know, this nervous quality about my voice that would come out I would hear it and it would come out not the way it sounds in my head, but it sound it sounded different when I would say it. And then I would get extremely self-conscious about that. And I just thought everybody else was judging me and, and thinking I was some kind of loser or whatever. There was that. And there's also, um, I don't know how to describe it, but, but I have this tendency to overanalyze everything. And if you've ever seen the matrix, I think it was the matrix number three, where Neo is talking to the, uh, the architect and he's looking at all the different televisions where <laughs> there, there is a, uh, a scene of him and the same person having this conversation because they've had it a hundred times throughout history. And, but it's all different variations, right? He's getting angry. He's getting sad. He's getting, you know, whatever that happens in my head. <laughs> This sounds weird, but that happens in my head all the time. And and when I'm sitting here having a conversation, um, it's not so much anymore, but especially when I was younger, I would pretend conversations like you and I would be having this conversation when I was 10 or 15. And I would be thinking, trying to think like chess, like five or six steps ahead of, okay, I'm going to say this and then she's going to say that. And then I'm going to respond with this and then she's going to respond to that. But then, you know, as a software geek, I know that there's probably multiple variations of what could happen. So I could say this or this or that, and I could use this inflection or that inflection. And so all these thoughts are going on. And instead of my voice, my language coming out naturally and flowing and just kind of in the moment, it would come out very hesitant. It would come out choppy. And I would um, say that you, you know, a very, very choppy language. And I don't know, it's just very awkward. And so I was very self-conscious about that, but I, I didn't really understand that I could fix it. I could change it. Um, I could do things differently or that dude, just freaking relax. Like nobody cares. It's, it's all good. It doesn't matter. You know, if you stutter or stammer or, or have weird, uh, voice or inflections, or if you think weird thoughts, or if you watch dorky movies that nobody else likes, you know, who cares? Big deal. I was so grateful to Chad Bostick for being so open and raw with me on the podcast. And if you want to hear the rest of that interview, make sure you check it out. It was one of the, my favorite conversations that I had on this show as well. He had so many amazing things to share, including how to stand out in the workplace uh, as an introvert and how to start getting noticed and, and adding value. So definitely worth listening to the whole interview. Okay, I think I'm up to the sixth tip. This one is to be inclusive. One of the most popular episodes that I've, I've had so far was with my friend Prescott Perez-Fox, and we did an episode together called How to Not Be Awkward in Social Situations. And we talked a lot about when you go to these events, who do you know to speak to? What's the best approach? What do you say? And in this snippet, Prescott shares why you should be inclusive and how this can really help to build the group dynamic. Have a listen. You see someone that's kind of on the fringe. You say, hey, are, are, you, are you coming to join us? You know, give them that opening because this person could be interesting, but maybe he's not just not that, that outgoing. Um, I remember a few weeks ago, I went to an event. It was hosted by um, 
Derek Halpern, who runs the social triggers. And he, you know, it was kind of, I don't want to say like it was a high class event, but it, it was at a nice place. And a lot of people there were wearing suits and stuff. I think there was actually a, a sort of business dress code. And one person there like brought her son and he was like 16 or something like, right. He was a teenager and oh my God, you could tell this kid was, I mean, I guess he was in his quote awkward phase. Right. But you could tell he was so out of place and I was trying to bring him in. I'm like, Oh, how's it going? What's happening? And even for 16 year old standards, I could tell he was like really shy and just not that much of a conversationalist, but I was trying to give him that opening. You know, I was trying to really make him part of the little circle and hear from him and just be interested in someone else's story because you never know how that could relate to your own or even especially these days like it's all about connecting other people so you could have a conversation with someone at this this networking party i guess that's where the scenario is now taking place and you could be like you know what 20 minutes ago i talked to uh so and so and she's doing the same thing do you know her and maybe they can talk to each other Fantastic tip there from Prescott Perez Fox. Oh, I didn't mention before, he hosts the Busy Creator podcast. So if you are a creative type and you want to learn how to be more productive and use your time more effectively, definitely check that out. That's the Busy Creator podcast at thebusycreator.com. And the final snippet of an interview I'm going to share with you today is from a, a recap episode that I, I did with my friend Kimberly Rich. And we had both been at the Podcast Movement Conference and we did a bit of a, a sum up episode on what we learned from well, networking lessons that we learned from the conference. And in this particular part of the conversation, we were talking about how important or how useful it can be to take a networking buddy with you to, to talk you up. And this can be helpful if you're not great at talking about yourself or if you're just getting started. I really like this tip and, and I hope you do too. Here's Kim. I remember at um, World Domination Summit last year, I was at an unconferencing type meetup and we're going around the circle introducing ourselves and our friend, I think you know him, Taylor Pearson was mm. there. He had just released his book, The End of Jobs. And someone asked him, you know, what do you do? And he said, oh, I'm a consultant. And I was like, what? I was like, no, <laughs> you just wrote an amazing book. I was like, this book is about to blow up. James Altucher wrote the, um, the foreword on the front. I was like, you're being so shy. So there's really something to be said for having someone there who can like toot your own horn if you are not the type that would normally. And then it helps you make more connections than you would have otherwise. I had that experience once at a at an event. I think I think it was a speaking workshop or something. And I just happened to meet a podcast listener there, like completely random. And I was speaking to a guy, another guy who I'd met that night. And then this Actually, his, his name's Stevie. He might even be listening to this. Hi, Stevie. <laughs> he, um, he comes up and he goes, oh, my God, have you listened to her podcast? She has the most amazing podcast. You have to listen. And this guy's standing there going, oh, wow, okay. And I hadn't said a thing and I was like, wow, I need – I need Stevie needs to follow me around and do this yeah. everywhere. Like, Because that there's nothing like having someone else, especially when it's – when you don't pre-plan it or tell them totally. to do it. Yeah, to have someone else say, you know, you got to listen to this person's show or this person's amazing and to talk you up it's worth like 10 times as much as you talking about your own stuff oh 100 percent. yeah make sure you check out the rest of that conversation that i had with kimberly rich on our networking tips again you'll find links to all the episodes that i've mentioned in the show notes at the cmethod.com slash networking now, I'm not going to go through it here, but 
in the show notes, I'm also going to put links to my recommended resources on networking and how to suck less at explaining what you do. And those are episodes that I created myself. So they were solo shows. So I'm not going to replay them here, but make sure you go to the show notes and refer to them as well. I'll also put a link in there to where you can sign up to grab my personal pitch template. That's one of the downloads that I have on my site at The C Method. And I've, I've created this template where it helps you to go through, write down your strengths and actually craft a really effective personal pitch that you can use in networking events, in job interviews, any situation where you're meeting someone and they ask, what do you do? And I created it because a lot of people struggle with it and they they struggle to see the value in what they offer. And this template takes you through all of that and helps you to create something that you can go and implement and use immediately. So if you haven't yet downloaded that template and you're interested in putting yourself out there and getting into networking and, and going to these events or even simply having better conversations with your colleagues or in social situations, do go download it. Again, I'll give you that link one more time, thecmethod.com slash networking. Super easy. Okay, and that wraps up this week's best of episode on the topics of networking and making small talk. I really hope that you enjoyed it and maybe you discovered a new podcast that you haven't listened to just yet. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I will talk to you next week for the final best of episode, which will be all about public speaking. Keep on being awesome. My name's Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. <laughs>